Hello everyone and welcome to ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I'm your host Mauricio Rodriguez. As always, the show is brought to you by our friends over at FreemanHyundai.com. We will talk more about them and the ride of the week in just a few moments here in the show. But as always, reminding you to hit the like button. We are live Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network with a lot more content coming your way throughout the entire offseason. Make sure that you check out adcsports.com slash Dallas. The Cowboys are bringing back Jaron Kears. It happened. Guys, I was worried. I was officially nervous that it was not going to happen. It took them a while, but now it is done. Jaron Kears re-signing with the Cowboys, according to reports. Uh, Michael Gelkin from the Dallas Morning News. Jeremy Fowler from ESPN had the contract details. It's a two-year deal, $10 million with incentives to be up uh, towards $11 million. So the first opening question, it's an emoji one. What is one emoji to describe Jaron Kears coming back? What is one emoji to describe that? Woody, I agree. He says, so glad to see Kears has signed. For, a, for multiple days, I, was, I, thought, I thought that Jaron Kears was a priority. After all of, all, of which, all of what happened with Randy Gregory, Michael Gallup, Jaron Kears seemed to be the priority. But days were fleeting. And I thought for a moment that it was not getting done. Matthew Villegas, thank you for your comment and your donation saying, sorry about yesterday. Hey, Matthew, don't worry, man. I know, I know. And I know that you stopped after it. Let's see some of your emojis. Uh, the okay slim green emoji. Chris Graham with the fire. The claps. Jay Cena with the love face, the lobby faces. Uh, thumbs up by DC. Uh, Mike Harris with the, I think that's a smirk, I believe. That's kind of a, a smirk burner account. You know, the hallelujah hands, I like that as well. I love all of these emojis. Here's mine. My emoji is the few emoji. I, I actually had it here so I could copy and pasted it into the chat. I don't know if these will paste, the, if, this, if this will be copied the way I want it to be copied, but it's just a relieved emoji because I really was nervous that it was not getting done for a moment. Jaron Kears coming back to the Dallas Cowboys is a bigger deal than it appears. And I was thinking about this when it happened. I was thinking about the perception that we have of the Cowboys hybrid safety slash linebacker. And maybe it's kind of a biased perception. And I mean it in a negative way. I don't know if you guys would agree with me. Since he's a seven-round draft pick, since he's a player that arrived in Dallas expected to be a special teamer, expected to be a player in the roster bubble. Maybe even after a season in which he led the team in tackles, the question for Cowboys Nation seems to be, is it a one-year thing or will he be able to keep it up with the Cowboys in a second year and a potential third year now that he's signed to a two-year contract? So I... Look at what Jaron Kears was able to do in 2021. And maybe that's the perception because 
of what we knew about Jaron Kears when he first got here. But Kears was good everywhere. He was a tight end eraser, like we know. Uh, we have seen the stats versus even the top guys in the league, like, Jer like uh, George Kittle and Travis Kelsey. He was dominant versus the run. He was a communicator with the Cowboys, wearing the green dot for the defense, calling the segments, being a leader of the team in that sense. And also, there was the athleticism. With, and, and a lot of times with these kind of guys, you worry about the athleticism side of things. But Jaron Kears even showed that at a very high level. He had the place in which he was, you know, pursuing the running back from the backside of the play, making the athletic tackle. You had the interception versus the Saints, the play that didn't count versus the Chargers. But you had a lot of examples of Jaron Kears performing at a very high level. So even though I think that we look at Jaron Kears from a biased point of view in which we ask ourselves, was it a one-year wonder season for, for Jaron Kears? I think that if we are being fair, this is a great re-sign by the Cowboys because we know how much he did for this defense in 2021. We know the stats. Again, he led the team in tackles, had tackles for a loss, had interceptions, had a lot of PBUs, and he also shined in a very specific role for Dan Quinn. I don't know how much interest he got around the league, I do believe that it, uh, you know, how he fits into Dan Quinn's defense had a lot to do with his decision because it's not like he signed a super high salary. Actually, I will talk to you more about, and I have a question lined up for you about the value behind this deal. But I do love the Cowboys getting back Jaron Kears. He was a cornerstone for the defense. And I think that every time that we question if it was an exception in his career, having such a good season, I think that we are underrating Jaron Kears. Let's see. Clemente says, Jaron Kears, I ain't mad about it. Let's go over at Facebook. Burner account says, Mo, this is big for our culture. Oh, look at Michael being, hey, I like the, the positiveness uh, from, from Michael, who has taken a massive hit around the league lately. I get being frugal, but there are good times to slightly overpay. Great moves, his burner account. Love it. Uh, let's see. Let's see here. We brought back Mr. Run, Hit, and Talk. I don't know if I can say it, though. But you guys know what I'm talking about. Uh, Mikkel Narvaez says, Mo, what do you think on the Michael Hooker, on the Malik Hooker deal? I also liked it a lot. I think that the value was great. And I believe... That right now, we know who the Cowboys' starting safeties are. Jaron Kears and Malik Hooker. Of course, Kears in that hybrid role that we have been discussing. He can play nickel linebacker. He can play in the box. He can do a lot of it, a lot of assignments. He can, get, he can take care of those. Now, let's talk about the deal for a moment. And the question for you guys is, is $5 million per year more, less, or exactly... What you expected for Jaron Kears? I was looking at the numbers over at overthecap.com, and I didn't know if I had to look at the safety numbers because, to be honest, he did play in that linebacker role a lot. 
but he would rank close to 25th in the NFL in annual average per year. Well, I said it wrong, of course, average value uh, per year. The projections were around $6 million, $7 million after it took some extra time maybe to get done. I was expecting his number per year to be higher. So I will say that this is actually less than I expected for uh, uh, Jaron Kears. I thought that he was going to sign at least for $6 million per year. Uh, Oscar Herrera disagrees. He says too much money. Michael Villegas goes with the exactly. Samuel Rowe, exactly. It's fair. Let's see. Definitely more. We robbed that man, says uh, Narvaez. Let's see. Peter Rizzo says less DC exactly. So more uh, overall, I think that we are seeing exactly get the win with this question. Bernard account though says less, especially with guaranteed money. It is a big step heading in the right direction, says Jason Renfro. Jesse says, bro, I really want to see the dude play. And he will. Jaron Kears just got paid. Shout out to Primetime Phil. Exactly. Actually, I thought he was paid this year, but it was only a mil. This is Primetime Phil. So it's $5 million for two years. And I also like the length of the contract a lot because now the Cowboys are not very worried about, you know, making that long-term commitment. And if it was a one-year deal, you will discover that. in the, A one-year wonder, excuse me. You will discover that in the next couple of seasons. So I love this move by the Cowboys. I have liked what they have done recently. You guys know that at first we didn't like what was going on with the Cowboys. I still don't like a lot of the first moves that they made in the offseason. But I have liked their recent outside free agent signings, like getting James Washington. And I'm higher on Jason Washington, Jason, excuse me, James Washington than most. The Dante Fowler signing, I think it's a solid one. I don't see Fowler becoming the clear-cut starter in that rotation of defense events, but I do like the move, especially at a low cost, and I love getting back Jaron Kears. D-Block says, of course, the Jones low-balled him. I wonder how much interest he got in the market. Because although you can sit here and say uh, he shines on that Dan Quinn scheme and role that he carved out for Jaron Kears, this is a copycat league and a team desperate for some defensive help can get the player and then kind of carve out the same role that he had in Dallas for the new team. And I think that could happen. That has happened actually before with other players. Now that this is done, though, I was wondering what the, how the to-do list looks like for the Dallas Cowboys. Because we are, in my opinion, about to enter a quiet streak of weeks in the Cowboys offseason. From here on to the NFL draft, the Cowboys do not seem to have a lot of moves to make. If we are operating under the assumption that they will not do a lot of outside free agent signings, there are a few that Cowboys Nation is still passionately tracking, like the, a potential Bobby Wagner signing, even though we are 
pessimists about it here on primetime. But in my opinion, these are some of the most important items on the Cowboys to-do list moving forward. And I have divided them into two columns. One is in regards to inside free agents or in-house free agents. And then the two items in yellow are the ones that would take the, um, an external signing. So you can see the Cowboys to-do list. I have punter Brian Anger because I know, I know we are not expecting the Cowboys to get their old pro punter back, second team old pro punter back, because the reports out there indicate that he is going to be priced out off for Dallas. But then you have two defensive tackles, Brent Orvin, Carlos Watkins, and even Mike, I, I wanted to throw in wide receiver Malik Turner because he might get re-signed as well. And then I had to include Bobby Wagner, even though I do not believe he will end up in Dallas. And maybe still finding some inside offensive line help. Not a lot of free agents out there at this stage of free agency, but could the Cowboys maybe sign J.C. Treader from the Cleveland Browns? That seems unlikely, though, because they would likely have to make him one of the highest paid centers in the league. So I have six items on the Cowboys to-do list right now. Here is a question for you, because Danny Savage, for example, says, Irvin for, for the veteran minimum. Uh, Mike Jones says, I hope that we resign Watkins and Irvin. They are good bets. Lunatic says something similar, saying Brent Irvin should be re-signed. Cheaper coming off injury and a good role player. The question here is, will the Cowboys, out of these six items, do you think they would take off over or under two and a half items on this checklist? Over or under two and a half items on this checklist? So for those of you who are listening on the podcast, I will list them out again. Resigning Brian Anger. Brent Irvin, Watkins, and Turner. So those are four in-house free agents. And also Bobby Wagner, an inside offensive line. Over under, two and a half items on this checklist will be ticked off. Jason Chavez poses out a candidate for that inside offensive line help. Guard Hernandez, Will Hernandez from the New York Giants. Burner account says, oh, damn, that's hard. Hey, that's the objective. I, I, I like the questions better when I put you guys in a tough spot. Majority answer, though, so far is the under. Oscar Herrera goes with the under. Same with primetime fail. Danny under, under. Uh, Chesley over at YouTube also going with the under. Jason as well over at Facebook. A lot of people going with the over, though. Uh, let's see, Joey Vela, always an optimist. He says, over. I am taking the under. I am taking the under, and I will show you the ones that I ticked off. I ticked off Brent Irvin. Pure speculation, of course. I would love to see Brent Irvin back with the Cowboys. I think that 
we kind of forget that he was playing about 40% of the snaps before he got injured. Good role player and would help the Cowboys run defense. I think that they bring back Malik Turner. I have given up on the Brian Anger expectations. Uh, Carlos Watkins, I would love him to come back. I, I, here's what I think. I am confident that the Cowboys bring back at least one of these two defensive tackles because they need the depth. I don't think that they signed a free agent, guard, or center because I think that maybe they will be comfortable with McGovern heading into the NFL draft, very open to the possibility of drafting one with the 24th overall pick. And I am a full-on pessimist on the Bobby Wagner conversation. I am not buying into the Bobby Wagner hype. Narvaez says, Mo, they're going to get offensive line help in the draft. That would be the, the most likely outcome, I believe, for, for the 24th overall pick. I think that if they don't take an inside offensive lineman, that's because maybe they were off the board already or there's a clear faller that's available at 24th when it's clear that he shouldn't be available. Like CeeDee Lamb in 2020, you know? Bruce got the use says they're not signing the punter. Yeah, um, I, I don't think that's happening either. So I will take those two, Brent Irvin, Malik Turner, and I am leaning towards Brent Irvin over Carlos Watkins just because of the Cowboys' habit, of course, uh, in free agency. Their habits in free agency. But anyways, that would leave us, that would leave the Cowboys in an interesting spot. And tomorrow night, the idea, by the way, spoiler alert, is to dive into the state of the Cowboys and not really state of the Cowboys because that would be way too early to do so but just what do we think about the Cowboys projected lineups right now and we will we will also likely talk about uh about Chris Nagar the Cowboys kicker because I've been wanting to, to talk about it for a while now but there have been a lot of news for the Dallas Cowboys let's see some of your questions here your comments here though Kristen says i would sign agner anger excuse me low-key special teams is needed for our offense third and outs oh i would sign brian anger as well definitely but the reports out there kind of give me the idea that he will not be signing with the cowboys again right the reports were that he was going to be priced out and they sounded similar to those about Cedric Wilson, and it, it indeed didn't happen for the Cowboys and Cedric Wilson. Use Malik Turner says Damon Davis, it's his turn now, no wasted skills. Do you guys know that I, uh, that I like the James Washington signing? Having said that, though, Malik Turner, Simi Fehoko, they might be in a position to push for a significant role on the Cowboys offense in 2022 and I'm excited to see those training camp battles they're always fun now moving on before we leave tonight mock draft Monday we had not done this I think that we didn't do it last week because there was a lot of Cowboys information I don't know what happened with the overlay but once again 
you saw the Canelo frame, the Canelo canvas that we have on studio behind the scenes. Uh, so shout out to those who, who were able to, who caught it. And by the way, smash that like button for Canelo because he's a pound for pound king. Uh, you got to do it. I don't make up the rules. Let's move on to Mock Draft Monday, though. And this time, we will take a look. I wanted to find a Mock Draft that, that was put together after the first wave of free agency. And I found one over at sharpfootballanalysis.com. And this is from Ryan McChrystal. With the 24th overall pick, the Cowboys taking Jordan Davis, defensive tackle from Georgia. Now, to give you some context, as always, before you guys let me know what you think in the chat, both top guards were off the board. Sion Johnson was taken at 17th, Kenyon Green at 23rd, one pick before the Dallas Cowboys turn, so that was a little bit painful. Nakobe Dean, Devin Lloyd, both were off the board. Uh, Traylon Burks was also not available for the Cowboys. Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson also off the board. So this was kind of a weird situation for the Cowboys in this mock draft. But how would you grade this mock draft? by uh, Ryan McChrystal from the Sharp Football Analysis. How would you grade this pick knowing what I just told you? No guards available. Uh, Tyler Linderbaum was still on the board. I think that was one of the other possibilities for the Cowboys. David Ojabo, who I know some are concerned about him. But I think those three would be the other possibilities. David Ojabo from Michigan. Tyler Linderbaum, the center from Iowa, and maybe Daxton Hill, the safety from Michigan. You guys know that I like uh, Daxton Hill. Let me know your answers. How would you grade this week's mock draft from Sharp Football Analysis? And while you do that, let me talk to you about our friends over at FreemanHyundai.com. The ride of the week is a 2022 Hyundai Kona. It's got 30 slash 35 miles per gallon capacity, backup camera, game-changing Apple CarPlay and or Android Auto, and it comes in at an affordable price starting at just $23,990. Check it out, the new 2022 Kona over at com. Family-owned business for over 65 years. Check it out. Get your free quote over at freemanhyundai.com. Now, let's see some of your answers. Jordan Davis, who would like Jordan Davis on the Cowboys? Uh, Narvaez says, Linderbaum wasn't there. He was. Uh, 8 out of 10, says Eliu. Gregory says, F, he will be gone. I'm not super sure that he will be gone, uh, to be honest. Joey Bella says, B+, but I say we need offensive line more. Jordan Davis could very well be available at 24th because some are concerned about how he projects as a pass rusher. So if you look at Jordan Davis scouting reports, a lot of people agree that he's that nose tackle that can really just take up a lot of space, maybe take care of two gaps in the trenches and try to take up uh, 
uh, space in the defensive line. But he isn't seen as a premium pass rusher. Some are concerned about his pad level as well. I know that in his latest rankings, Dame Brugler ranked him as the 28th best overall prospect. So he could very well be available. Jordan Davis will be in play for the Cowboys with this pick. Uh, Michael says, I don't care about pass rush. Just eat space and stop the run. Especially when you're going to be working with linebackers like Micah Parsons and Jabril Cox. If you can make the reads a little bit cleaner for them. Such athletes, I think, would be very well positioned to make plays with Jordan Davis taking up that space on the front row. Burner account says, Mo, who was the last quality one tech Dallas had? Ah, this is a tough one. Glover, Danny Savage says Glover. I, I think I like that uh, answer. I liked Antoine Woods a lot, but I don't know if we can put him up as an example. But I did like Antoine Woods, but maybe he, he didn't do enough to be used as an, as an example. But I do like Glover as the answer. Over here we have, so we had 21.7 left after Kears and 31.7 total counting Collins post Yoon first money, right? No way they sit on that much money. And this is a very good question. And we kind of went over this, what was it? Last Thursday night, I believe. And I agree that maybe the Cowboys do not sit on that much money, but it could happen. The possibilities, in my opinion, are them maybe trying to reach a contract extension with Terrence Steele. If they like him so much, I wouldn't rule that out. I also talked about a long-term deal between them and Dalton Schultz. By the way, a little bit of Cowboys catch-up. Dalton Schultz signed his franchise stack already according to Phil Yates from ESPN. And also, they could very well carry over the remaining cap space over to 23 because they, in my opinion, seem to be getting ready to invest in a lot of these players and lock them up with long-term extensions in 23, right? Because the 2024 free agency class for the Cowboys is a heavy one. So maybe they want to take care of, of some of the guys before 2024 comes around. Uh, Burner account says, were you even alive when Dallas had Glover on this team? Facebook wasn't even a thing when that happened, LOL. It's been a while. It's been a while, Burner account. That is for sure. Kristen says, I'm happy for Captain Curse, though coming back, he was huge for us. That was big, big for the Cowboys. Jaron Kears being on this defense, as I was saying earlier, that's just a big move because we cannot underrate it. We cannot underrate how Kyrgios impacted this defense. On versus the run, blanketing tight ends, communicating, which I think might be the most overlooked aspect of Jaron Kyrgios on the Cowboys defense. The fact that he wore that green dot and communicated the assignments for defense. 
that might be his most overlooked, you know, asset after the 2021 season. Anyways, good, good, good talking to you guys. I think this will be it for tonight, though. Let me see some more of your uh, questions and comments here. Michael says they are saving money to start signing guys next year. That is what I believe as well. So when I talked about a low-key rebuild, I wasn't really thinking about tearing it all down, but I do believe the Cowboys want to be on a healthy cap situation when the time comes in 2023 and 2024. I'm not saying that I agree with it. I'm not saying that I like the plan. I think that's what they're doing, though. You could still sign Wagner for 14 to 16 million and have 20 million left. Just do it. They could. I don't know that they will. I am still a pessimist on that conversation. But anyways, guys, that will be it for me tonight. Make sure that you hit the like button. Share the show. If you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter, let your friends know about ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. Tomorrow night, we might take a look at how do we feel about where the Cowboys are at right now. So stay tuned Sunday through Thursday, 8 p.m. Central. Need to reach out to Sky, by the way, so we can arrange that uh, crossover series like you have been uh, asking for in the chat. I want to do that again as well. Those are always super fun. So I will let you know when, when we plan that. That would be fun. So shout out to all of you guys. Thank you for tuning in, and I will see you tomorrow night. As always, primetime brought to you by our friends over at FreemanHyundai.com and the ride of the week, the 2022 Kona. See you guys.